Casa Slayman, and you're listening to Men's Cool Podcast. We are one week away from Christmas, and I've got a crazy episode here for you today. We've also got a special guest in the studio, Cypriot, straight out of South Africa. How crazy is that? And also, probably the next Beethoven or Mozart. We've got... Christopher Nicolau. <laughs> Even his name. It sounds like it's from an anime or something like that. I mean, how cool would it be? I've got Christopher Nicolau playing the piano for me. And the Greek name sounds even better. Oh, go for it. What's your uh, Greek name? Christophoros Nicolau. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So, Christos, Christopher, whatever I can call you yeah. right now. What do you, what do you prefer to be called? Oh, it changes. My, my Greek and separate family is Christ, Christophoros. Yeah. Uh, to you, Christos, which is great because okay. it's a short It's Chris <laughs> in Greek and then to the rest of everyone, Chris. And when people are angry, Christopher. Yeah. Okay. When people are angry. Well, it tends to be my family. Like, Christopher. <laughs> then I know. Right. Okay. Something's wrong. <laughs> All right, so Christopher, yeah. <laughs> give me three words to describe yourself. Compassionate, loyal, and determined. Beautiful. Mm. All right, those are absolutely amazing characteristics. I those actually are the three agree. Good ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you have bad ones too? Uh, let's not go there. We, you know, let's keep that out. <laughs> okay, I guess, guys. I guess we'll have to message him later if you want to know the three bad boy qualities. Yeah, private message. Oh, the bro- <laughs> <laughs> slide into his DMs. Yep. Anyway, guys, so on today, we're talking about ADHD. Chris does here, absolutely amazing person, actually has this condition. So he's going to talk to us about how he feels with ADHD. Then we're going to talk about travel. I know you're going somewhere for Christmas, aren't you? Yep, going back home. Amazing. So we're going to talk about travel, how to stay safe on travel. And then Christos is going to give us a special touch of music and medicine. Stay tuned. All right, so this topic I've been excited about for ages. And let me tell you, Christos here is super cool, except he can't even stay focused and, like, record into the mic. He keeps, like, jiggling around. Yeah, I'm moving around there, Kate. So I heard that Mm -hmm. you have ADHD. Yes, well, I was told at school that this is what I have. It was something that I dealt with during school, specifically high school. It's fairly difficult even now, but I've learned to handle it and work with it. Okay, what is ADHD? Okay, so ADHD, from what I've seen, because we have a lot of access now to the internet, it's a spectrum disorder, mental disorder, in inverted commas, where people, they're hyperactive, don't have impulse control, are disorganized, fluctuate a little bit in their moods, and generally can't keep um, structure in routine and in when they're studying and working, etc., things like that. And you mentioned you were told this well, at school. Yes, reflecting on it, because I do have it, I've had to come up with ways that I deal with. It. Uh, often they'll say to you, take this, take that medication, and this is what you have to do. But I try to find other ways to deal with it because they don't want to take medication. I think generally that the schooling system is so confined to a very specific type of child that it's very easy to say that anyone who has some type of difference is ADD. So why did they diagnose you with ADHD? Were you hyperactive? I was hyperactive. I I wasn't very organized. Time time management, talking Mm -hmm. in class. Things like that. I was always the front row of the class. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So, and I obviously you go and do assessments, and they will come up with a diagnosis. And how did it feel when they diagnosed you? I look when you're a child or even adolescent, you don't really think about it as anything severe. You think, okay, well, these bunch of adults and bunch of this institution has told me this is what I have. I don't think I have that, oh, especially okay. as a young adult. You don't, you know, you're like, oh, whatever, you know, that's cool. I'll, I'll carry on <laughs> with what I'm doing. 
you do feel different because you think, okay, well, what does that mean? But to be honest, it didn't bother me that much. Okay, so you kind of made it sound like it was a bit of a challenge. How did ADHD affect your life? I think this is one of the reasons I want to talk about that. I think we tend to exaggerate the effect it has on people's lives a little bit. And I think we overdiagnose it. So the effect is there in terms of me having to be a lot more diligent in my studies and okay. a lot more diligent in managing my time, in managing my routines. I have to, before I start something, say to myself, right, you have to sit down and complete this task in this amount of time because it's very, very easy to not. Immediately, I can get distracted by anything. To sit down is difficult or to concentrate in a lecture, very difficult. And you try and explain this to someone and it's like, oh, no, but you just sit and listen. I say, I, I cannot understand exactly. Um, you know, it's not the same. To be completely yeah. honest, some of those lectures are pretty boring. <laughs> lectures are boring, yeah. I know that you do a bunch of different extracurriculars. Mm, mm, mm. Has that helped you with your ADHD um, in terms of discipline or keeping you into the task? As I was saying a little bit before, the system of school is very specific. It's a very specific structure. Cases mm-hmm. to a very specific type of child. If you don't fit within that framework, you're told you are different. And so because of that, you know, you have ADD and you must take this and that. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely other ways to manage that. Because it's not so much that the child may have ADD so much that maybe they're a little bit more creative. Or they experience things in a different way. But mm-hmm. we don't cater to those type of children. In terms of extracurricular, how I managed is I started playing piano, which led me to studying music. I started learning martial arts. Martial arts is fantastic for that type of thing because specifically the Eastern martial arts are all about discipline and self-control and uh, directing your impulse. And even that, uh, that impulsivity that comes out a lot with ADD that you just want to you know, shout out or get up and leave and not study. That impulsivity, discipline, sorry, in the martial arts teaches you to control the impulsivity, which is often, I think, a big part in, in the control of ADD. So with martial arts, is it because you're so exhausted after, you know, performing Mm. martial arts? Is that why you can then sit down and study? Uh, No, not at all. It's not so much about the exercise itself because Mm -hmm. you can go and do gym. You can go and run on a treadmill. Okay. Okay, So it's not so much the exercise. It's the philosophy behind specifically the, the martial arts I did was based on Shaolin Uh, kung fu and that's zen buddhism so it's the idea of mastering the self through movement you know through the martial arts through the art form and that's the discipline that comes into managing yourself because i think that's the best way to teach someone with add to control their life control how they act recognize the symptoms and the differences but you're not different it's not going to impact if you learn how to manage it i think it's very easy to just take a, a medication and say okay i'm on this and so it will help But it's really about changing yourself and understanding those types of things. And martial arts played a big role for me. And I think it can for others. And have you ever been on medications for ADHD? I was on medications. I didn't like them. I just didn't like the side effects. I've seen what it's done to other people in my life long term. So 100%, if needed, take it. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm advocating, that you must now not take it. Not at all. But personally, I just couldn't deal with um, the side effects. What were the side effects that you felt? Because I had also a lot of anxiety during school and high school, even in, um, in my first degree, the side effects of something like Ritalin or Concerta, which is the, the trade name in South Africa, would often increase my anxiety levels. So I had insomnia. Uh, I had heightened anxiety. I could feel that I could focus more. But because of the anxiety, the quality of the work I was doing wasn't that good do you have any specific way to study so like do you like say study for 60 minutes and take like an hour off afterwards or i don't know do you have like any special ways of studying 
this is this is the challenge is actually finding the way and I, I coming to the medical school coming to mm-hmm. our system specifically which is very um it's it's an intense system mm-hmm. and a lot of managing your own work and time yeah you it's i've really had to adjust because it's not curriculum based it's not like a lecturer will stand up and cover curriculum and say this is a b c d what's going to be here mm-hmm. and there it, you're moving case by case mm-hmm. so you really have to first of all know where you're getting your information from in terms of time you have to say, right, set out your schedule before, make sure you know what you're going to do the next day, say an hour for this, an hour for that, or an hour and a half. You study, make your mind maps, and then you take your five or 10 minute break. Technology these days has had a huge impact on how we study Mm. in terms of videos, in terms of questions, in terms of access to so many different resources. Do you reckon technology can help students with ADHD or has it had an impact on you personally? Well, look, I mean, my education at school, I didn't do, I didn't use much technology, to okay. be honest. Uh, of course, at universities and things, you can, technology can be used. It, it's amazing to watch the videos. You get, you know, you, instead of looking at a textbook for an hour, you watch a three-minute video, you know how the kidney works. Mm-hmm. So it's great. But in terms of managing ADD, I think it often can be harmful to children and families because children become obsessed with it. We have this idea that it's kind of separate from us, you know, it's technology we mm-hmm. can manage, but it's become quite a serious problem because eight hours a day a child will sit on a phone and then you ask them to sit in a classroom to learn something and they're completely distracted and the teacher will say, oh, but they're ADD, but it's not really ADD. So I think technology can be used in both ways. And I, my mom's a therapist and she finds a lot of the time that uh, minimizing technology for younger children and early adolescents actually makes it better, actually helps uh, managing the symptoms of ADD. Okay. And yeah. are you on a special diet? Uh, not particularly, but definitely when I eat certain things, I know that I cannot focus the next day. Like what? Like, oh my <laughs> word. All the things we know we shouldn't be having. Like chocolate. Chocolate and coffee <laughs> and sugar and sweets and... It's quite interesting to see how in our medical school right now, how integrated everything's become. It's not so much that the individual is just a physiological thing, you know, it's now psychology and sociology and all of these things will play a role in how we think about things like diet and things like that. All right, Christos, if you have a message to send all of the fans out there who have ADHD Mm. or who know someone with the ADHD, what would you say? Right. Don't let it stop you. Okay. It doesn't need to stop you. Manage it. Manage your time. Manage the, the symptoms that you have. And don't forget, you can do anything that you want to do with it. Don't let that uh, diagnosis stop you becoming what you want to be. I went to music school. I went into science. And now I'm in med school. It's been my dream. And you can. And you will do it. Amazing. Don't give up. Yeah. Couldn't have said it any better. So, yeah. so I've got one final question for yes. you. If we had a fight, how long will it take you to flatten me? <laughs> I did martial arts. I did kung fu. <laughs> I wouldn't even need to touch you. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> do you have that master shifu technique? You know, oh, like from Kung Fu Band, like you just 100%. touch. 100%. Oh, 100%. what? That's why I need to be careful. I don't want to sit too close to you, actually. Oh, yeah. man. I want to see this afterwards. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll demonstrate <laughs> on the engineering guy. All right, guys. You know what it's time for. So today, Christos is challenging me. I'm a little bit nervous. He had to confirm. Are you sure you want me to write this in bad handwriting? <laughs> so I'm a little concerned. No, this is bad. Oh, this is bad. No, this is bad. And here's the other thing. He's had an exam today. Yeah. So we're actually really lucky to have him in studio. Mm-hmm. And he said, what did you tell me? I asked, should I write it as bad as I wrote my <laughs> exam? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So this is exam handwriting that I'm reading right yep. now. I'm, I'm going to sense the stress here. <laughs> All right. So whenever you're ready to show me okay. the word. You've got seven seconds. Man, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Three. Three, two, one. This sounds like friend zone. <laughs> what is this word? This is not a word. That is a word. Friend zang? 
time's up. Okay, time's up. Damn it. Okay, so what Where's is this? Finasteride. Oh, 20 milligrams. This does not look like finasteride. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to tell you you did well on your exam, but like with that handwriting. Oh, no, no, no. I actually don't want to look at them in the eye anymore. I'm uh. not going to even say, I'm not going to even greet them. <laughs> I don't want them to do it to me. <laughs> Fair. So what does finasteride do? Finasteride actually was originally produced to inflammation for the prostate, but it's actually a side effect is minimizing male pattern baldness. Are you trying it's to tell fantastic. us something about your uh, hair? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll speak about this later. <laughs> Don't think you can get away with this. Okay. Oh, I've got right. a I've got a word for you. All right. Okay. It's not exam handwriting, but hopefully it's gonna trip you out a little bit. You ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Okay. All right. Oh my word. Yeah, I, can't, I can't even. I can't even start. I can't even start. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> no, that is. Is that bad? Are you saying what my is handwriting that? is, is that bad? Curse? Is that even cursive? What is that? Uh, I would like to think it's cursive. Yeah, it is it's, cursive. It's warfarin. 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 Ah, yes. I see it now. I see it now. I see it. I see the <laughs> Too shapes. Too late, man. Too yeah. late. <laughs> so, warfarin is yeah. used as an anticoagulant. Mm-hmm. All right. So, one zero. You suck. One zero. You oh wait, get it. I no, didn't get zero, it either. Zero. <laughs> no, no, finished. Okay. We both got a draw. <laughs> Fine. I see how it is. So, Christos, mm-hmm. where are you traveling to? South Africa. Ooh, how long's the flight? From here to Dubai, it's four hours, and then from Dubai to South Africa, it's eight hours. Okay, so it's about, so yeah. it's about a 12-hour flight yeah, in total? Yeah, 12-hour flight, and then you sit in Dubai for three hours, so 15 so, hours. 15 yeah. hours. Hard yakka. <laughs> that's all I'm going to Not as bad say. as New Zealand or Australia. Oh, that's true, yeah. that's true. Guys, that's I mean, a long yeah, flight. That's a long, <laughs> that's a long flight. Okay, so um, I don't know if you've heard, but mm. apparently Japanese airlines have a baby map. Oh, baby map. A baby map. What is that? So they tell you mm. where babies sit on the plane. Ah, okay. Mm. You sound like you're no, not impressed. I have no idea what that is. Or... I have the worst sleep yeah. in the world. Like literally someone walks past my room and mm-hmm. I wake up. Oh. So having a baby map, although they're super cute <laughs> and like it would be great playing with kids, yeah, yeah. but on a long flight, honestly. That's the last thing you need. I just want to yeah, sleep. Yeah. But this is what we're really talking okay. about today. Mm-hmm. Let's start the Christmas song in the background. <laughs> Most of you are traveling either home for Christmas or you're going on holiday. Some of you want a white Christmas. All of you in Australia and New Zealand, you're going to have a sandy Christmas. And South Africa. Oh, and South Africa. Yeah, yeah. All you South African fans, we're going to have a uh, warm Christmas. But what we want to talk to you about today is how to stay safe on the plane. So, first of all, I want to say if you have some conditions, so if you struggle to breathe, some of you have this condition called COPD, which is chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder. And I know that sounds really scary, but basically if you have like trouble breathing, um, sometimes being on a plane can make it even worse. If you've had a surgery or if you stress too much, if you get panic attacks, I would say make sure you speak to the doctor and ask them if you are fit to fly and also if there's anything you can do while you're on the plane. And for all of you healthy people, sometimes being on a plane does not make you a happy person. So sitting for very long flights, like you, Christos, you're going to be sitting for ages. So apparently after three hours, the artery dilation drops by 50%. So there's less blood flow to your muscles. And some people, especially those with a predisposition to develop clot, you can end up with something called DVT, which is deep vein thrombosis. And that could lodge itself in your lungs, which is game over. So guys, walk. 
walk to the toilet as many times as you like. And special mention, are you flying on Emirates? Yeah, flying on Emirates. Yeah, so have you been on the A380? Uh, that's why I fly Emirates. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing plane. Okay, I mean, got to admit, I've never flown first class or business class. I've always done economy, yeah. but man, the leg room on that plane, amazing. But honestly, we're going to hear it only here. What if the A380 plane has like a little park inside the plane? That, Don't you reckon? Yeah, I think that, that could work. That could work, well, hey? they've got it for business and... Uh, they have a park? Not a park, but they have a bar where everyone can eat it <laughs> and, and watch. Fair. No, but I'm, I'm suggesting a little park. A little park. So you'd have some flowers, you'd have some greenery, you could just like walk around... <laughs> You know, just hearing it here first. No one steal my idea. This is my special idea for Emirates Airlines or any other airlines. But I just want people to understand that I recommended this idea, you know. So there are also some exercises that you could do. There's this thing called ankle circles that you could do. You could do knee lifts. I mean, the person sitting next to me would probably hate their life. But you could do knee lifts, uh, shoulder rolls, neck rolls, and overhead stretches. Sounds cool. Hey, there's also germs everywhere. <laughs> you should see Christos's face yeah. right now. He's when you, like, when you hear someone sneeze on the plane, you know that you're gonna be breathing. You're gonna be breathing that in quite soon. Uh. It's gonna be circulating. <laughs> and and here's the other thing: because of the temperature, because yeah. of the humidity that they have on the plane to keep you comfortable, it's a really nice environment for germs. So I would say get those sanitizers, wash your hands yeah. uh, before you eat and uh, should be good to go. Another thing, dehydration. On the plane, because of the hot weather, it's kind of like not really a summer climate, but it's quite warm for people. Added to that, you drink caffeine, you drink alcohol, so definitely stay hydrated, make sure you drink heaps of water on the plane. Finally, jet lag. I know that whenever I go to Australia, it's just a nightmare, because you're basically on a completely different time zone from Australia and personally I don't know if this is the right thing to do but I just stay up if I land in Australia at 6am I would just stay up the whole day and then sleep at 9pm or 10pm so that I can fix my timing do you experience jet lag? no luckily so that we on the same line Cyprus and Europe most of Europe okay. so we have the same line oh lucky you yeah, very lucky. going west is easier because you just wake up a little bit earlier also this is completely unrelated but afraid of aeroplane toilets. I hate small spaces. I don't even like going into the lift at our residence. So aeroplane toilets for me are a, are a problem. Okay, so here's the thing. For the longest time, I thought, and especially considering I've got flat butt syndrome, which by the way is not a real syndrome, but I've got the flattest butt on this planet, I reckon. I was always afraid of getting stuck in that toilet. So going to an aeroplane and peeing or doing whatever is like the scariest thing in the world for me. Yeah, I'm scared of not being able to open the door. <laughs> to be honest, because a stupid thing like flaps open and it says, dude, does do that. And you're like, oh God, what if I can't open this? I mean, you are a big guy. So I see, I see how you're afraid of that. Yeah. And here's the other thing. I know I'm a medical student and most of you are probably like, oh, you know, these guys are smart people. Listen, I have dumb moments all day, every day. I was telling Christos this as we were walking down to the studio. So basically, I've had a few experiences, personally and some other friends, have had bird poop on their head. And you know how people go like, oh, it's good luck. I reckon it's just to make people feel better. Honestly, when you've got bird poop in your hair, you do want to feel better. So instead of saying good luck, I would say, oh, at least you don't have human poop on your head. And everyone was like, oh, like, I mean, why and how would you get human poop on your head? 
And my response was, oh, you know, when airplanes let go of the poop, it would end up on your head. Except, apparently, that never happens because it goes into a compartment. So fun fact for all of you, you're never going to get human poop out of a plane on your head. All right, speaking about Christmas, some of us end up having really bad habits. I mean, not purposely, but it's just you have like these really amazing Thanksgiving dinners, Christmas dinners, people go out for New Year's Eve, and what happens to our workouts? That doesn't exist. doesn't exist. Exactly. Meal planning? No. I mean, you see dessert, you see a big turkey, you just see food and you're like... <laughs> just an excuse to go, go crazy. Exactly. So I've got a really interesting bit for all of you. So um, this is actually from Megan Markle's personal trainer. He's French-American, Sebastian Legree. Uh, I wish I had Gabriel again from last week because he would know how to pronounce his name. Um, so this guy has been a personal trainer for the likes of Michelle Obama, Kim Kardashian. This guy knows... Not Barack Obama. <laughs> no, I don't know who's his trainer. <laughs> Maybe we should find out. I mean, he's a fit guy. Maybe yeah. we should find out. So here's his tips. The first one's my favorite, okay? He's like, let's be real, don't be in denial. So you're going to eat things that you probably shouldn't. You're going to not exercise, but be honest with yourself. Like, tell yourself, okay, you know what? I'm on holidays. I'm going to eat what I want to. I'm not going to exercise as much. There's no shame in that. Plan to eat something before a big feast. Have like a little meal, some carrots and dip, so that when you actually go to eat, you're not as hungry. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Actually, try and have what you want, but minimize how much you can have. I think because it's often the the second or the third plate that makes us feel the way we do. One, one or two servings on that. Okay, I'm just curious right now. How many plates? This Christmas Eve and Christmas, I can I can eat a lot. How many plates? I asked. How many plates? How many have you gone? The max. Look, um, I think one Christmas or one Christmas Eve, I went for five desserts. Five, five desserts. I went back five times to have dessert. Honestly, I thought I had diabetes the next day. <laughs> <laughs> what dessert did you have out of curiosity? Uh, there was everything that you could think of. I mean, it's Greek family, you know. Greek oh, family. Oh you have all the Greek uh, gr- uh, the grandmothers bringing everything. They phone and ask, can they bring? And we're like, no, but they'll bring anyways. They'll bring the cake. <laughs> they'll bring the biscuits. Cute. They'll bring the pudding. They'll bring everything. I really yeah. like that. I can't wait for your wedding. So are you going to oh, have a wow, big yes. fat Greek wedding? Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. big fat Greek wedding. I think wedding. I'm just going to... I want to get married just for the wedding, to be honest. <laughs> Just to have a big fa- And also because I know so many people are not Greek and all they've ever asked me to arrange is break plates. When they oh. hear that I'm Greek, that's what they want to do. Like, oh, can we break your plates? I'm like, no. <laughs> Leave those plates, we'll have it at my wedding. Okay, amazing. So ladies out there, if you're looking to have a big fat Greek wedding, you know who to DM. <laughs> yep, private message, we are gay. <laughs> yep, sounds good. All right, so we're going to go back to uh, the advice that this guy has given. He also said drink plenty of water before your servings because sometimes when you're hungry, it's actually you being thirsty but your body sends you hunger signals but it's actually you know I want to drink water and exercise I know for most people it's like hit the gym do like one hour to two hours but what he recommends is just do a couple of minutes at home so you could like plank you could do a couple of push-ups some crunches and these are things that you can do from the comfort of your home like just maybe a few minutes in the morning one app that I really like is called Daily Yoga. Not sponsored, but (laughs) I actually really enjoy it. I think it's great. It helps me wake up because I do 20 minutes on the app. It's amazing. There's a lady on the screen that does it with you and she tells you how to pose and like exactly how to get into position. Uh, Another thing that I really like is uh, Blogilates. 
So that's by a trainer called Cassie Ho. And I think it's so good. So if there's anyone out there who struggles and you can't afford to go to the gym, you don't know what to do, which is honestly me most of the time. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. People think I know what I do at the gym. I just have like a serious face and I like grab things, but I don't actually know what I'm doing. Okay, clearly I don't know what okay, I'm no, doing. That's bad, that's bad, that's I, <laughs> hey, I got one chin up. I'm gonna let everyone know. Oh, that's impressive. I got yeah, one chin up. Impressive. I'm gonna show you after okay. the show, okay. just because I'm so proud of this chin up. <laughs> but yeah, so like most of the time, I don't know what I'm doing. So I really love Blogilates. She gives you a free calendar, and you go on YouTube to check these videos, and you get to do these different workouts. And I think it's absolutely fabulous. Oh, another thing you could do is actually, if you have a partner or friends or someone, is actually do it together. I think that often helps. It's a lot easier to do it with someone else. I think that's when, a great idea. When you're idea. by yourself, you don't do it. Good point. <laughs> you will not go for a run after Christmas or whatever. You yeah, I feel like you're more likely to be motivated if you do it yeah, with someone. Yeah, someone says, hey, let's go, and you're like, no. And you're like, okay, fine, <laughs> Give you the stink eye afterwards. <laughs> yeah. um, and finally, I think this is my favorite bit of advice. Give yourself some time to get back into the shape. Yeah. So don't go like, you know what, next week I'm going to get right back into shape. I'm going to go for three hours every day to the gym. No, take it easy. Like be like, okay, you know what, I did eat great food, but we can do this together. We're just going to get back into the shape in time. I think if you hit too hard, then that's when you actually not end up not going back in February. January is packed. You can't find any. I heard that. Packed. And then February is dead because people are like, okay, that's done. Yeah, that's because of New Year's resolutions yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that. Do it slowly. All right, guys, we're going to talk more about that on my next episode. But for now, happy food covers. All right, so Christos, you mentioned yeah. that you're a music conductor. Yes, I'm an orchestral conductor. I studied music as my first degree before coming to do uh, this uh, graduate entry in medicine. I did composition. My first instrument was piano. I played clarinet in the orchestra. And then I did uh, conducting. So I absolutely love how he knows so much about music. And then there's <laughs> me. I'm completely tone deaf. Like, yeah. I listen to Tiesto and, like, all these amazing beats, and I'm like, yeah, let's go yeah, dancing. But, yeah, like, no. personally, I'm tone deaf. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people tend a to A lot of people are. A lot of people tend to be. <laughs> Look, I do come with my music snobbery. I did study classical music. So when people come to me and say, Mozart! listen to this, I'm like, guys, put that noise off. Thank you. I'm, oh, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't offend anyone. Okay, fair, fair, fair. So what does being a music conductor entail? Uh, okay, so... An orchestral conductor kind of leads the orchestra. You have to prepare your piece. You, I don't know if you've seen. I don't know. I'm, I'm speaking as if you know. Uh, but yeah, it's a guy that waves a baton in the front. I've, so I've seen Tom time. and Jerry. Oh, Tom and Jerry. That's good enough. He's, <laughs> he's waving that stick around. It's exactly. It's basically the closest you'll get to Harry Potter because there's so much power in that in that baton. You flick it and someone plays. You flick it the other way and someone stops. I love <laughs> it. Do you ever like glare at people if they don't play it right? Oh yeah, you glare, you move your hands, you, you like step forward, you point at them. You do so many things to get them playing the way you want them to play. That is so <laughs> cool. Can I see a video after the show? 100%. Oh I'll my god, I'm going to put this you. on my Instagram. I'm so, yeah. I'm so keen. <laughs> Alright, so the real reason we wanted to talk about music is because what fascinates me is that some people can study with music yeah. and other people can't study with mm -hmm. music. So for me personally, I like upbeat dance songs. I listen to things that literally make you deaf mm -hmm. and I love listening at loudest possible volume. 
So I struggle to study with music. And I know if I'm listening to music, there's going to be no study done. But what do you reckon? Look, it's different things for different people. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you are able to listen to something while you're studying, then great, do it. Preferably, and I say this to everyone, classical. Uh, There have been studies shown that classical music is the best. It does help you with your memory. It does release more dopamine. It does help with concentration. Uh, And also, I think what music does, if you're able to do it, is it tells the brain, right, I need to sit down and study now. I play one piece every time I start studying because it like gears me. It's, even if I don't feel like it and I hear that music, I know, right, my brain says ready to study. All right, so uh, just to remind all of you, dopamine is a neurotransmitter, so it's mm-hmm. basically a molecule that's released into your brain. It's associated with reward pathways, so basically it's what makes you happy. Yep. So I read a couple of things online. There has been a study on classical music, and basically people who listen to this in the background mm-hmm. while watching a one-hour lecture have been able to retain more information, yeah. and I thought that was absolutely wild. Mm. And then I came across this concept called the Mozart effect. Mm. Listening to Mozart does increase IQ memory retention it does help with things like anxiety and depression etc etc so it definitely there's that idea about mozart's music even playing it to a plant will make a plant grow differently to another plant because of molecular structures and there was a japanese scientist who showed how water molecules change to classical music as a musician having studied the structures of the great composers you understand why they're so powerful so it's very easy to turn it on and listen to for someone who hasn't studied it but i Having seen the structure, the, the way the, the phrases move, the way the harmony works, the rhythms, how he closes this off and how he starts with that and the melodies, you can see this give and take. The brain loves that. It loves that structure. As a musician, having studied that and conducted it, it makes complete sense to me when someone listens to Mozart, even for the first time, that they absolutely love it because it's, it's almost inherently part of who you are and the structure of your brain and how it works. All right, so this study about the Mozart effect was conducted in 1993. And as you mentioned earlier, it raises dopamine levels. It is good for relaxation. It raises IQ, apparently, and improves cognitive abilities. So you mentioned that you start studying with a classical piece. During your study, do you listen to music? I do listen to music. It just helps me block out other sounds, but it helps me just remain concentrating on my work i love it. does it help with your endurance so do you feel like you can study for a longer period of time with music yes 100 percent. i don't know why i suppose it's because of what we've explained the the release of dopamine in my memory it consciously it's just that i'm listening to music i want to finish this piece i'm enjoying listening to it and studying any kind of it integrates everything i listen to buck buck is fantastic what's buck is another composer unbelievable composer <laughs> I was Absolutely like, fantastic. I was like, are you saying bug? Um, <laughs> no, bug. Okay, okay, yeah. fair. Similar to the Mozart effect. Okay, Similar. beautiful. Yeah. So there's a Bach effect apparently yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. <laughs> Look, to get technical, you want to stay Baroque and classical. You don't want to get romantic. Those are the different eras. If everyone, if anyone has any idea about that, private message me as well. <laughs> I'm very, I'll be very impressed. <laughs> okay, actually, I want to know more about this right now. Uh, okay, 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 so okay, what is okay. this romance okay, thing okay, that so you're talking about? So you've got different about? eras. You've got different eras, same as art. So you've got the the Baroque era, which was in the 1600s it originated in a church and it's very structured extremely structured and it's called a fugue so it's counterpoint there's a lot of double melodies being played against each other and it's extremely good for the brain fantastic for studying play it to your children and if you have are going to have children one day let them listen to it classical is mozart it's question and answer it's amazing it's beautiful you know and then you have the romantics which is an exploration of emotion and human um, you know, suffering. You don't want that too much because that's a lot more of a story. You won't study much of that. It's more 
distracting. Yeah, it's more distract. It's a lot more. It's a, it's heavier. You yeah. want something lighter. I've actually read a little bit more about that. So everyone's different and mm. how they perceive music. Mm. So with some people, it can improve their endurance. Mm. It can help with memory retention and it causes a more positive effect. Whilst with other people, it could be too loud, so it affects concentration yes, yes, and it can also yes. affect your productivity. 100%. Do you have any tips in terms of like how loud should the music be? For it to be productive, um, or for you personally? Personally, I don't listen to it too loud. Okay. Um, so it's at a low volume, just to keep me uh, studying. But listen, if I, if I'm listening to something that I enjoy, I put it up. Yeah. Amazing. Um, there's also been another study. I know I'm just like throwing mm. out study <laughs> names. So it was done by the Northwestern University Auditory Neuroscience Lab, and basically, same thing. It shows that it enhanced the neurological response to sounds. And apparently, it improves your learning and listening abilities. Just one more thing. Besides only listening, go out and learn an instrument, people. There are so many people who tell me, I wish I learned and I want to learn. I'm like, go and do it. Go okay. and learn. You will learn better. Look at this hand. Yeah. This is a chubby hand with kebab <laughs> fingers. I'm basically showing Christos my hand. Look how, look at mine. Mine are You've basically got... like sausages. <laughs> <laughs> I've got kebab fingers too. He's got longer fingers, so this explains why he can play the piano and I cannot. I tried. No, I will try again. <laughs> try again. Listen, don't give up. Learn piano. Okay, sounds good. I do lessons, by the way. Uh, oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> that was just to get some advertising. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Lunch is expensive. Yeah. Uh, okay, fine. So, lessons with Christos. Okay, here's what we advise. I guess. I mean, there are many studies for and against listening to music mm -hmm. with study. If you want to try it, and to be completely honest, I'm going to try uh, listening to music, and if it's okay with you, send me Definitely. some of the pieces yeah. that yeah. you listen 100%. to. I'm going to try this this week, and I'll let all of you know how it's gone for me. Mm -hmm. So what we advise is choose music, preferably without lyrics, yep. something classical, something monotonous and relaxing. Yeah. Try something that's unfamiliar. To be honest, if I listen to Katy Perry or something, I'd be like, yep, <laughs> jamming. Yeah. So listen to something you're not familiar with. You could do upbeat music, but during your breaks so that it doesn't distract you from your study and maybe medium to low volume. Yeah, medium right? to low volume. And if you want a piece to kick you off with classical music and studying, go and listen to Mozart Piano Concerto in C major, second movement. Fantastic. All right. I'm going to put that on my Instagram page. That's at Hafsa Slayman, H-A-F-S-A-S-L-A-I-M-A-N and the Med School page. So T-H-E-M-E-D-S-C-O-O-L. And so, Chris, you're going to send me some pieces that you listen yes, to. I'll definitely Amazing. Send them. I'm going to let you guys know how it goes. I'm going to try it for a week mm -hmm. and see how it goes with my study. I've got so much study to do, so this is going to be great. And that's it from our episode today. Thank you. How do you feel, man? I feel good. I feel good. I enjoyed that. That's great. I'm yeah. so glad. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for being here. Thank Pleasure. you so much Pleasure. for sharing Pleasure. your experiences yeah. with us. Definitely come again. I would love to. Okay, so uh, if we want to follow you on Instagram and slide in the DMs. Oh, yeah, for all those. Where do we go? Uh, so you go at uh, Christo underscore Nick. So X-R-I-S-T-O underscore N-I-C. Beautiful. All right, uh, girls, uh, he's still in studio, but <laughs> people say he's a good-looking fella. So uh, slide into his DM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's see. <laughs> honestly, honestly, he hits the gym pretty hard, okay? Like, I see him at the gym and I'm like, oh, great. He's someone else that's going to see me sweat. <laughs> I have to work out all the stuff like you. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, guys, definitely give Chris a follow and uh, ask him for advice. If you want advice on ADHD or music, mm -hmm. he's happy to help. Definitely. Before I let you go, tomorrow is ugly Christmas sweater day. Christos just gave me this, like, disgusted look. <laughs> all right, guys, 
I don't own an ugly sweater. Or maybe I do, but no maybe one's ever I. told me. So I really want an ugly sweater. And if I can't find an ugly sweater by tomorrow, just please send me your ugly sweaters. Like, not by mail. Just send me a photo on at Hafsa Slayman. That's H-A-F-S-A-S-L-A-I-M-A-N. Let's discuss it. Why'd you choose it? And Merry Christmas. Rita's not going to be on because she's on holiday like all of the rest of you. So I guess all of you are stuck with me for about a month, maybe longer, maybe shorter. I don't know. You just have to keep listening so you can find out. So next week, we're going to make it super interesting. I've got a special episode planned. It's going to be released on the 31st of December. It's our New Year's special with a very special guest, a very close friend of mine. So tune in.